This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Sky Blues Extra. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of the Sky Blues Extra podcast, kindly brought to you by Shortland Horn, Coventry's leading estate agents. Dean here once again in the hottest seat in town to talk through what was quite an eventful but overall disappointing week in the land of all things Sky Blue. With me this evening to give their hot takes are my second and third favourite people in the world, of course, behind Liam Kelly, it's Ross and Andy. Chaps, welcome along to the show. How are we? I'm good. Who's second and who's third? I'll, I'll leave a few to play. <laughs> <laughs> Evening, Dino, mate. Good to have you along, Andy. Um, Ross, I mentioned it before, bit of a roller coaster week, wasn't it, for the Sky Blues? What are your thoughts? It was. It's been a busy week, hasn't it, since we came back from the international break. Obviously started, you know, uh, Blackburn last week and then obviously Preston midweek and then you know a big home game uh, at the weekend so it, yeah it's been a it's been eventful there's been lots going on I think we were all itching for the football to come back the club football anyway and uh, I mean in some respects it's disappointed and in others it hasn't it's been it's just been one of those weeks I think you know uh, that we're going to have uh, throughout the season um, so I'm not too despondent actually I'm not done as I'd say on the last, <laughs> last season. Say, it's kind of just getting used to it because this will happen time and time again won't it well, it's just one of those where I just feel like in the grand scheme of, you know, the, the bar that we've set all season, it, it looks like probably, you know, the flattest sort of three games. Maybe take away Blackburn because it was a great comeback second half. But, you know, Preston and, and obviously Saturday was was probably the only times we've had sort of back-to-back disappointments, if you like, this season. Yeah. Um, because we bounced back. You know, Luton was a big disappointment, but we bounced back with a huge plus. Um, so I just think, I think it's that really. And I think, you know, we've just been spoilt really this season so far. And um, we just want us to to be able to keep dreaming. And, you know, ultimately, we, you know, we've got games coming up that if we can, you know, back the draw up on Saturday with some wins, then I think things will be looking a lot better. 
I think we're forgetting we're only 14 games into the season. It's not all doom and gloom, is it, Andy? No, definitely not. We're, we're 11 points better off than last season. So, no, 100%. Um, like uh, Ross just said, it's because we've set the bar so high this season, isn't it, that we just expect to roll with a lot of teams. But unfortunately, the Championship's a very unforgiving league, isn't it? So, it's very tough. And um, you're going to get periods when you, you have back-to-back you know, we're not lost both games, have we? But, you know, you're going to get back-to-back games that we aren't going to go to plan. But, you know, we're, like I just said, 11 points better off this season than we were last. Everything's been a good, great start to the season. But, you know, the last... But, you know, you have to be critical when, when it needs to be critical. And the last two uh, games haven't been particularly great, have they? No, not in comparison to, to what we've experienced no. so far this season. And, mm. you know, we... I look back on that title winning season, there there were laws in that season early on as well, wasn't there? So, you know, we're... Yeah, 100%. You're not going to go through every season winning and then drawing and winning and losing the odd one. It doesn't happen, does it? Especially in the um, championship. It's such an unforgiving league, isn't it? You know, Wednesday, Saturday, constantly. So, no, it's that's not going to happen. Not with the squad we've got. So, you know, um, it's been a great start to the season. Um you know, the last couple of games have been disappointing, but overall it's been brilliant. So we can't complain too much. Absolutely not. Uh, let's crack on with the games then. We've got two to review. Uh, the first one was a trip up north to, to Preston, North End, uh, to Deepdale. It's not a place we've got particularly fond memories of. Um, we're, I don't think we've, was it 36 years or something we haven't won there? Yeah, something like that. Make yeah. it 37. Um, let's start with the stats, Andy, on this one. Yeah, quite a little bit interesting. We had 50.2% possession. Uh, we completed 323 passes compared to their 317. So quite similar, to be honest. Um, they had more shots than us. They had 15 shots compared to our eight. But again, both shot ratios were poor. We only had three shots on target. and They only had four. Um, defensively, um, very similar we won 15 tackles compared to their 12 and in the air we won 24 compared to their 25 so quite if you look at the stats compared to their shots they had it was quite similar all over the park really did yeah i was about to say you mentioned about aerial duels there it seemed mm. to be that preston just sort of bombarded our box second half um, yeah, they surprisingly it was so close really yeah it was you'd think that it would be close because they just seemed to go quite direct didn't they second half but no 24 compared to 25 is quite close I think I think they didn't really lay a glove on his first half that's why it's probably closer yeah. to it. that is fair enough uh, Ross let's look at the lineup then Ian Matson was brought back in after suspension but was there any other surprises in, in how we set up for this game uh, not particularly no I think Walker obviously um, was going to keep his place after his goal against Blackburn I guess maybe a slight surprise was or, you know, up for discussion was whether Jokerez was going to be fit enough to start, obviously, after he posted that picture on social media of his ankle after the Blackburn game. I was sort of quite, I was surprised that he... Well, he was a big playing foot, that. didn't he? Yeah, well, he did. He did. He was, and uh, I, I, I was a bit surprised that he... It was one of those, I thought, if he's fit enough to be on the bench, he's fit enough, you know, he'll, he'll start sort of thing. Um, and I guess the other one was Hamer coming back in, obviously, as well, which it wasn't a surprise to me. I felt like he... 
you know, he came on against Blackburn as a sub and I thought he was going to start. So, and then Matson just gives us that balance um, that we've all spoke about on that left side. So, no, there was no surprise. I was pretty happy, uh, uh, pretty buzzing with the, the lineup when I saw it. Um, and obviously then we had good options on the bench um, as well to sort of uh, change the game. Uh, but as as Rob, Mark Robbins alluded to himself, you know, it wasn't, uh, you know, maybe the subs is something we could have improved on. Very brave to continue with the talk for an IFL away from home. Yes, I mean, I, I sort of made a point of this earlier on social media the other day. The, you know, I, the one win we've had away from home this season was when we played the box formation against Blackpool. We played Vic up front by himself and Alan and O'Hare in behind, and it worked an absolute treat, and we should have been you know, three or four up in that game. Um, well, and, what's and, Jamie Allen done? Yeah, I was literally just about to say, he must be the most disappointed. He must um, be more disappointed than all, all, our, uh, all our fans. Yeah, I, I, well, I, I don't know what, I, I mean, I mean, it's something I'm, I'm sure, you know, we'll, we'll talk about more in terms of away from home. There's obviously, mm. we've got to fix something. Um, yeah, definitely. But I mean, that that Blackpool, I just wonder whether, I, I don't know, I, it's a, it's an interesting one. I mean, last year we were clamouring for two up top, weren't we? Because it was mm. like, we were in these away games, we, we played the box, but we were so sort of, passive and uh, in our play we, we sort of got beat and we were sort of going oh look let's just attack sort of thing we are attacking I just feel like we're making <laughs> the mistakes that we're not making at home we're making them away you know just poor moments and it, again it, it struck didn't it in this game um, mm-hmm. and is it, it down black- to energy though because oh, I hate to butt in but we seem to lack energy away from home whereas if you have that sort of Alan Anno hair yeah. You've got more of a press and it worked really well against Blackpool. And these teams that lack energy, if you go up against them and in their face, then nine times out of 10, you're going to come out on top. Well, that's what I feel anyway. But even at home, like Alan's performances, even at home have been, like you said, really energetic, you know. And I think especially away from home, we need that, in my opinion. Like you say, we look, we look very tired away from home, especially second halves against teams. We seem to be very laboured and I think Alan would help that. And to be honest, you know, I can understand, you know, sometimes he is a bit of a squad player, but I think his performance level has been very high when he plays and when he yeah. makes it, when he's come on, he's made a big difference. So to see him not play in the last few games is, is baffling to It's me. surprising. It is surprising mm. because you think when he was in midfield with, in the game against Cardiff, it was, it was Alan and Hamer mm. against Peterborough, it was, it was Alan and Hamer. Mm. Middlesbrough, it was Alan and Hamer, mm. and he was playing in that central midfield role. Yeah, in and, a I, and it would have it last year would have, it would have struck the fear into me, but this season those two, the yeah. energy going yeah. around, honestly, have been superb. So I, I agree. I think it, I'm surprised because he, I think he what he does, Alan. I mean, in the preseason he won he won the bleak test. He, he's probably arguably mm. one of our fittest players. I just think he gets around the pitch, and I think at times maybe there's two long trips up, up north away Kelly and a few other players towards the end of the game un- we've sort of looked like we're sort of running through treacle at, at times mm-hmm. whereas like this season we've scored a lot more goals in the second half because we've been so fit I just think we it's caught up with us a bit that's why I'm surprised we, we've not maybe rotated and brought Alan in to start I, I was clamoring for him to start on Saturday uh, so I was disappointed that he didn't so maybe in this game again Preston I mean there's no reason not to be energetic though Dino because we you know Preston was silent and I just think all I yep. could hear was the commentary fans and you're thinking that that reminded me of when we were in the championship before and I'd go, we'd go to the Rico at the time and mm. it'd be like silent and the away team would come have a thousand, 1500 midweek. And you just knew we were going to lose because it was just like they, their fans were loud. And I just thought, why can't we 
do that to Preston. They were there for the taking, I thought. Absolutely. Especially with their midfield three, I don't even notice it. The gaps that were appearing between those three were huge and we didn't exploit it enough. And that's the most disappointing thing for me. That's where the energy comes in. You exploit those spaces, you create more chances. Yeah, I 100% agree with that, Dino. It's like like you said, like first half, the gaps were just huge, weren't they? And then second half, we just got completely overrun by them midfield three, didn't we? So I think, like like we say, I think Alan needs to be at that, that situation, something away from home needs to be looked at because it's not working. Didn't work last season. Uh, for whatever reason, and this season it's not working, and Robbins needs to address it. Hundred um, percent. Okay, let's look at the game then, because the opening exchanges were, were pretty even, weren't they? The first real chance fell to Preston. It was Story with a header, forcing a good save from Moore. That's pretty much bread and butter, though, from uh, from Moore, isn't it, Andy? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, nothing more than he could do. Some with great, great hands as normal. Pretty simple for him. But, you know, that was the only thing they really did all half, wasn't it, Preston? To be honest with you, that's really how much dominant we were first off. But, yeah, Brennan both for Simon, mate, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, our first chance fell to, to Big Vic, as it normally does. Uh, Ross, great work from her hair here, wasn't it? Um, he basically got rugby tackled to the ground, still got up and, and dug out a brilliant cross, but a huge block from Story to, to, to deny the Swede. Yeah, it was a goal-bound effort, O'Hare doing O'Hare things, relentless and... Yeah, and, and and it was one of those moments in the game where we look we look good going forward, we look dangerous, and I thought, yeah, we look pretty sharp today, uh, you know. But but that early, earlier chance that Andy was just speaking about, that just gave me sort of a few little alarm bells. Do you know what I mean? Defensively, I thought mm, the, it, it was a bit of a weird game, um, but this was obviously a big chance, and it was a good block from Story. Otherwise, I think you know it have uh, it would have definitely forced the keeper into a save and could potentially have scored. Absolutely, and you know it's not for the for the lack of trying. I mean, we talk about being poor away from home, but we are creating chances, aren't we? Yeah. I mean, it's uh, we've created a, you think of every away game this season, Barnsley, we lost, but we, we created so many chances, had a penalty, should never have lost that game. QPR, we had a load of chances in the first half. So Blackpool, hatful of chances. So I, it's not that. I, I think the issues defend, um, away from home are defensive, I, I think, and, and in that sort of midfield area. I think the chances we're creating them, we, we need to score more away from home. But you look at, at Blackburn, for example, we scored two in the second half. In the first half, we had a couple of chances. That's not the issue. I, th- I just think, I don't know what it is. I don't know what what you think, Dino, but I, don't, I just feel like we're making those, we're looking defensive. Last, we look more like last season away from home in terms of one ball seems to just do us. And we, and we look and I'm thinking, what's going on? Because that just doesn't seem to happen at home. Um and in, in this in this game, they were just playing. It just seemed so easy for them. And I just thought, well, I don't know what it is. I really don't know what it is. Uh, I think it's a mindset it. thing, isn't it? They're yeah. like, it's like they feel like we're in a comfortable position, but we're not giving the opposition the credit that they deserve. You know, that they're, they're, they're going to create chances, and we need to be switched on all the time. And we don't seem to be switched on all the time. And also, I think we go one nil up, and then we just stop. Sit back. You know, we 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 dominate games first half against Preston, we were dominating, we got the deserved lead, and then just completely stopped playing football. And I don't know whether that's a, a mental thing. Robbins alluded to it in his um, post-match, saying that they look mentally tired, which is a little bit worrying, if I'm being honest. But I don't know. It, it just seemed to get seemed to get one nil up, and then, like even on Saturday against Derby, you know, we went one nil up, didn't we? And completely and utterly stopped. Which 
for us, we just got to keep attacking teams, you know, keep playing how we are playing in that first half. And, and we'll, we'll, you know, with the, with the bench we've got as well, we've got a few good options off the bench. We'll, 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 we'll beat teams. I don't understand this mentality of getting 1-0 up and stop playing because we can't do that. It's almost like us scoring the first half. Is it? Yeah. It sort of works against us because a lot of games this season we've scored so many. The majority of our goals have been Late. in the second half and yeah. in that sort of second third of the second half, if you like, mm. where we've sort of then grown. And then when you score, that just gives you. Shit. I mean, Peterborough, for example, three goals, seven minutes. The rest of that yeah, half, yeah. we just we we looked on it. Middlesbrough the same. Cardiff, you know, all of that. I just feel like I don't know. I don't know what it is. You know, we, we seem to score in the first half, and it's almost don't know like what to do. We then subconsciously yeah. seem to take our foot off the pedal intensity's not there the energy's not there the same and i think away from home if you do that you just we, we almost give encouragement to these teams preston are a poor team um yeah. and we gave them encouragement like they are that they got well beat by blackpool on the weekend they're a poor team and i, I actually felt pretty good i mean uh, about going into that game i actually had a better feeling wednesday morning than i did saturday morning for derby i actually thought yes you know what we're going to end the hoodoo here sort mm-hmm. of thing um because they're a poor team, and if we'd if we'd literally gone, got the bit between our teeth, one nil up, we could have finished them off, killed them off, but we didn't do it. And I think that's that's the biggest frustration. Too complacent at times, aren't we? That's what it is. You know, it's just it's frustrating. But if you look back throughout the history of Coventry City, it seems to be something that's you know quite relentless in every team that we've 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 had over the years, and it's something that Robbins need to needs to instill into the players that belief that. No, we are good enough. We deserve this lead. Let's keep hammering the knife in yeah. and keep going. Because at the end of the day, teams should be sitting off us with the attacking threats that we have. You know, you see O'Hare picking up these pockets of space. Teams are part of my friend shit scared of him. Yeah. They really they are. are. They are, they are. And when you know Rockerez gets the ball into his in in like into his body and turns on the sixpence then, you know, teams are backing off. They're scared. And we just need to keep at it. Because, uh, you know, these teams will lie down eventually, especially to like Preston. I'm hearing people on Twitter saying, oh, Preston are a decent side. They're a poor team. They're a really poor team with hardly any threats. And we made them look like a really good championship side that second half. Based on what people like Oggy and the people on Twitter and stuff, every side somehow in the championships a decent size. I, I hear everyone describe every team as a really good side, and it's like, well, that can't be the case. But if you think of that that thing of not putting the knife in and, and finishing teams off, that's not just this season or last season. You can actually go back to the League One winning season. How many times did we score more? We won games by one goal. We kept clean sheets. You know, I, I think it's been we we've not battered teams enough in the last three seasons. How many times have we scored over three goals? I don't. Not many at all. It's all one nils and two ones. Exactly, it? it was. It was. It was one nils, two ones. We kept clean sheets. We backed ourselves to get a one nil like Ipswich the last game of that season. Sunderland the week before. We get one. We get a goal. We backed ourselves to keep a clean sheet. Or if it was nil nil, we backed ourselves to take a chance, and we thought we're not going to concede here. And I feel like we just encourage these teams. We invite Preston on and they go, actually, you know what? This team, they're, they're dropping off. We couldn't cope with them in the first half. Similar to Derby, their manager even said it first half. Couldn't, couldn't cope with us. And then we sort of just go, okay, we'll give you a bit of hope then. And then we invite them on and then we end up getting punished because the quality is better. Very frustrating. Uh, but what wasn't frustrating is, is going one nil up in, in this game. Uh, we definitely deserved that on the balance of play, I feel. Walker, obviously. Getting the goal, uh, lovely play between the lines, uh, wasn't it, from Hamer, Dabo and O'Hare. And, you know, Walker 
kind of falls over himself, but then absolutely rifles the ball home, Andy, doesn't he? Yeah, brilliant finish by Walker. Uh, That's what it's all about, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Instinct. You know, he's a finisher. We we discussed that on last week's pod, how if he's around that area in the box, he's probably the best in the club, bar Godden, at finishing. Um, Brilliant finish. Good assist by Cal O'Hare, which is good to see because obviously... We need Callow Hare to be in the assisting goals a little bit more than he is. Absolutely ballistic as well, didn't he? Yeah, I think he was happy, Walker wasn't he? shirt it? off. I thought he was good. Yeah, I know. He went mental, didn't he? But probably I think wait he was... for the end of the game to swap shirts, Cal, yeah. I'm honest. But... But he and he's your teammate. He'll probably sign you one whenever you like. If yeah. perfectly must, must be on assist bonus or something. But, uh, but no, getting back to the finish, you know, you thought the chance had gone when he fell over, but then he just rifled it into the roof of the net. Top-class finish by Walker and... Um, yeah, in the Blackburn game and against Preston, you know, he's done his job. Top-class finish, top-class dummy, some people would say as well. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we talked about the complacency from the Skybees in that second half. And then you could almost feel that that goal coming from Barra, couldn't you? Uh, but a brilliant head, header, wasn't it, Andy? You, you can't have too many complaints about the header itself. Maybe question marks over the defending. Marking was poor, high-ends man. Um, but that aside... The header was just unbelievable, wasn't it? You know, that's unsavable. Um, yeah. Fantastic header in off the post. And um, it was so far out as well. I've, never, I've not seen a, as good it's a header. in his own box. Yeah, I've not seen a good a header as that for a long, long time in the Premier League or the Championship. It was a fabulous header, good delivery in. Marking could have been better, but let's not take anything away from that header. That was brilliant. Fantastic header by Burrell. Absolutely. Um, 1-1 quickly became 2-1. Another really poor goal to concede, if I'm honest. Um, this seems to be happening a lot at the moment. Um, not alive to that quick free kick, were we, Ross? Uh, Reese turns high on inside out and it's pretty much blasted home. Why does it keep happening, mate? Uh, the thing I'm, I'm, I'm really sick of, actually, the only thing is when we concede a goal, we then just fall apart. Like, we look... I don't know what it is. Like, we, we don't seem to sort of... Yeah, we've won a lot of games this season when, from when we've gone behind in the game and then we've turned it around. But when we, but recent weeks, we concede one goal and then somehow, I don't know, we just look like, it's like that one goal just takes away every sort of bit of common sense, confidence that we've got. I mean, we conceded an identical goal to this uh, but from a quick free kick last season. And I remember it did my head in at the time because I just like where's the concentration, and, and and that's what that's what it is. And it happened against Blackburn. It could literally have easily been three 0 at halftime. We just concede and one goal, and then instead of sort of going, okay, let's just steady the ship, you know, or whatever, we then just lose con- concentration. As you say, Heim gets turned, and the guy hits a good shot at the near post. I think it was right in the top corner, so it's difficult for, for to criticize more on that. I think it was just a great strike. But I mean, the way it happened in the first place is just incredibly frustrating we just invite this pressure on and I don't know, we don't, and then we don't react. We don't react well. We, we do react, yeah. we react badly um, to, to conceding. Uh, and, and, and that is the, probably the, my biggest concern is that we concede one and then you're just sort of watching it live. And the head's you're thinking, dropped, yeah, you, yeah, you sit and I'm thinking, why are your head's dropped, lads? You, you, you're third in the league. Like, go and win the game and you're going to, you'll create a six-point gap to the teams outside the playoffs. Like, I don't, under, I don't understand it's not like we're, we're, we're bottom and we're, you know, we're thinking, oh, here we go again. I'm thinking, come on then, fine, they've scored. Go at the other end and score. And it's just not happening. Um, and it was really frustrating. I mean, 
yeah, incredibly frustrating. But it was almost inevitable, I, I found. Um, but even in the first half, we were good and we were, yeah, we, we, we deserved the lead, but we'd given them far too many chances. Um, and a few sort of uncharacteristic mistakes. Martin, I thought, looked a bit uh, rusty. Um, yeah. and, and I just felt, mm, I didn't have a good feeling as the game was going on. And then the second half, as we spoke about in our chat and you saw on social media, I just thought there was far too many players way below par in that second half. And even though there was 20 minutes left, you just couldn't see us getting back into it at all, which is which is really disappointing, especially from a side who, you know, we, we know can create chances, um, but just just didn't happen for that 20 minute period. Uh, let's let's move on quickly because I'm getting bored of hearing the word Preston rubbish side. Rubbish ground, rubbish game for the Sky Blues. Um, was there any man of the matches for you boys? Let's start with you, Andy. Tyler Walker for the goal. Yeah, there's not much more than that to, to no. say, really, was there? Ross? Um, the travelling Sky Blue Army. I thought they were sensational. I think we've had three three man of the matches for the Sky Blue Army so far. So uh, I really uh, struggled with that second half to actually give one to a player in that second yeah. half. I, re- I just feel like... I feel like I'm clutching at straws, like, you know, because the game's 90 minutes and we sort of played all right in spells, particularly going forward in 45. The second 45, we didn't do anything going forward and defensively, we just didn't do anything either, really. So, yeah, I'll give it to the the, the Sky Blue Army. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. Next up for the Sky Blues was a home game back at the CBS Arena versus the naughty boys of, of Derby County with just under 24,000 witnessing um, what was a, a pretty scrappy game, in all honesty. Uh, stats, Andy, should we start with those? Yeah, very similar to um, the Preston game. They, they let both teams level themselves out. I'll go through them. Fifth, we had 50.5% possession. We completed 409 passes compared, com, com, compared to their 391. Um we had 11 shots compared to their seven, and we only hit the target with three, which, again, that ratio needs to be higher. It needs to be at least six or seven, for goodness sake. Three out of 11 is poor. Um, but they only hit the target with one, and obviously that was the goal, wasn't it? Um, out of their seven. Defensively, um, again, quite similar. We won 20 tackles compared to their 18, and airily, we won 15 jewels compared to their 14. So quite similar with the stats. And that's maybe why it was a draw. Honours very much even in the stats category. Okay. Uh, Ross, let's talk about this lineup then. Uh, there was three changes to that side. Defeated in midweek. Two big surprises in these changes though. Kelly and Walker both dropped for this one. What, what was your thoughts on that? I wasn't surprised about Liam Kelly being dropped. I, I didn't think he had a great game against uh, Preston. Um, oh, that disappoints me. <laughs> I, I know. I'll probably go down to your third favourite pl- person now. Um, <laughs> but no, I didn't think of a great game. A great game, and, and usually against Blackburn, he was he was fantastic. But I thought I, I like we've already spoke about. I thought this was the perfect game. I thought it was going to be like Peterborough, where they're going to slow it down, try and have more of the possession. I thought this is perfect for Jamie Allen and Hamer to be in midfield. So to see Sheefin, I was sort of surprised. Clark Salter, I expected, because I feel like, um, as we've spoke about before, he just gives us that balance, you know, left-footed balance on that side. And Matty Godden coming back in was, I guess that was the other, it was the midfield two, and then the strike partnership we, we were sort of debating. Could Waghorn start against his former club? He must be 
sort of chomping at the bit. Would Tyler Walker two and two keep his place? But he opted to bring Matty Godden back in, who had obviously scored a hat trick in the under 23s prior and, and obviously had scored against Fulham before his suspension. Um, and yes, yeah, so all in all, I was happy with the team. Um, I, I just, I just, I really, Alan was the one I really wanted to see starting. I, I felt in that, in that, just to give us that energy because him and Hamer just get around and they make runs beyond the strikers. And I feel like they've yeah. got the, Derby are two old, slow centre-backs. And I felt like just having that extra bit of dynamism in midfield would have helped. The problem with Sheaf is, and I, yeah, people were berating him. I, th- I thought he had a fine game, uh, but he, he, you know what you're going to get with him. And mm-hmm. I feel like Alan, he's just a bit more forward thinking and, and, and put them on the back foot a bit more. But all in all, that was the team. We had a good strong bench though. The bench did look strong. Walker, Waghorn, Jody Jones. He opted just for one, the one defender and Todd Kane. Um, so we had options, um, but we only made two subs in the end. So, which was- Alan hasn't started since that Luton game. Bit of a scapegoat for that Luton game, isn't he, Alan? Well, hasn't started I, since then. I was going to mention scapegoats because I do agree with, with Kelly and Walker being dropped. Um, mm. You need energy against a team like Derby, you know, Shinny, Shinny's not getting any younger. I think he's 31 now, met mm. potentially. And I know Walker's in good form, two and two, but you're just not going to get those sort of gut-busting runs you need against, you know, an aging yeah. Phil Jagielka and, mm. and Davis. But the big one for me is Michael Rose. Now, yeah, I feel he is our best defender. Regardless of what anyone says, I think he is generally our best defender. Against Blackburn, against Preston, he showed that. He's got had two really good games mm. in those. He's, he's completely out of the match day squad, though. You know, no injury, no COVID protocol. He seems That's to be a scapegoat bizarre. as well. Uh, well. And, you know, I feel, I feel it's undeserved. I, I don't know what your thoughts are on his situation. Well, my thoughts are that, like you say, I'm completely baffled by that. If, if it is not an injury or COVID, then I don't understand it. Um, for me, I don't know about other people, but Hyam seems to get a free pass that he was at fault for the Preston second goal, the winning goal. He was at fault for the Derby goal. Um, and he seems to like he's undroppable. I don't understand it. You know, why is he, can't... Is, he dating Matt? is Matt Robbins got a daughter? Maybe. Maybe he's dating, Maybe he's Maybe. dating her. Well, yeah, it could be, but it just seems like you can't say a bad word against Dom Hyam. It's like it's if you do, like everyone just goes nuts. And I know he's been with us since League Two, and he has been, and he's he's a good player. I'm not saying he's not a good player; he is. But at the moment, he's struggling. And Rose is exempt from criticism as well, no, right? Especially on this pod, Dino. And uh, <laughs> and and Rose has played really well, like he said in the last two games. And for me, I don't understand why he's he's he was dropped. I don't understand. Well, Bizarre. I think Mark Robbins said after, I, I'm not surprised if he wasn't going to start him and, and, and he brought Clark Salter in, I'm not surprised that he wasn't on the bench because I, you know, and Mark Robbins said afterwards he wanted to have that extra attacking option. I was then just more surprised that we didn't use that third attacking option as a sub um, in the game. So I, I, I thought, okay, fair enough. You know, we, he's gone for a, an attacking bench. I think Rose will come in. I think I agree, Dino. I, I think he's our best passer of the ball. Of the defenders, that, that as well. I, yeah. I, I think he is great on the ball. I think um, I really like Hyam. He did have a, he did make a, a mistake, but I think I think Rose will come in. I, I think put it this way: Mark Robbins normally uh, and who for Ross? I think Rose will come in for Hyam. 
Mm. And I, I think, think he will as well. I, I think, think, it, I think, I think it'll be Rose on the right. Out. Yeah, Rose, Fads and Clark Salter because yeah. I, Rose is right-footed anyway. So he I think is. he'll play on the right side. I think Hyam is the one who he knows his, his shirt's up for grabs now. I think that's that, you know... Um, He's made two real big errors in those He's got games. to respond. He's got to respond. And usually he had a wobble this time last season. I remember Preston he away did. last season. He had a wobble. Millwall. And, and he got through it. And then, and then he had a really good end of the season. But this time we've Andy's got... got ex- cal- and he's got a calendar <laughs> way. Mark's off. It was in the group chat. Every time every time yeah. I made a mistake, uh, Andy would be like, Hi Nor- again in Norwich, letters. Norwich away. Um, if you search for Hiam in the group chat, there'd just be like 500 <laughs> messages but just, no, just from Andy. I, I think Rose will come in and never, if Hiam can... It, it, continues in that way Rose will feel hard and by, hushed and by but Robbins we've, we've seen he's not afraid to make these changes I think Rose will come in and I think ideally Clark Salter he's wanted him left footed on left centre back Fads in the middle and then it's Rose and Hyam I think competing for that right centre back slot and obviously at the moment Hyam having those again it was concentration is the word that was what it was concentration but it, it was frustrating. It, it, we will speak about the goal shortly, but it was it, it just epitomised probably the Preston game and the Derby game in in one go. That that whole Derby goal. But I think we should have a shout out for the Scarborough Army here. What a great attendance! Just under twenty four thousand. Mm-hmm. Great to see sort of the city now embracing the team and the and the terrific start we've had. Yeah, tremendous, isn't it? Uh, much better than Wasps. Put it that way. <laughs> they well, lose again God. today. Yeah, hammered. Well, I uh, mean, that's a little shining light on the weekend. Yeah, but no, focusing on us entirely. No, no brilliant to see. The atmosphere at the CBS this season has been absolutely fantastic. And it um, seems to hopefully, what happens is when the team's successful, you breed new fans, don't you? So more kids and more families will come up. And um, and if they see entertainment like they have done at the CBS, they'll come back. So no, very good, very good. Brilliant atmosphere. The one thing I just want to say is that I've seen some people say, oh, the atmosphere was like flat and it was mm, rubbish I and all this. Oh, I totally disagree. It, it was our flattest home performance of the season. We'd won all of the six games. So to me, when I hear someone say, oh, it was flat, well, uh, is that just because it was we didn't win the game? It was our first time we didn't win at home. Also, you know, the Peterborough game and other games where it's been an unreal uh, atmosphere, we thought scored three goals in six minutes. And that, and we went top of the league at the time. So everyone remembers what the atmosphere was like at the end of the game, you know. Mm. And there was the atmosphere was really great, really, really good. I thought in the first half we scored, but then as the game went on, and then they equalise, and we miss a good chance at the end, and it's just a bit of a flat performance. We didn't have that mm. ninety plus ninety five minute goal or whatever. You then leave, and you're just a bit like, oh. So then people mm. sort of think that. So I disagree with everyone saying, oh, it was a rubbish, rubbish atmosphere. I thought it was a great atmosphere again. Derby, by far the best fans this season at the CBS. Not that it's a high standard. I thought they've been drab, all the other ones. But it felt like a proper game. It felt like a mm. proper football match. Um, and I thought the Sky Blue Army did, uh, did fantastic. So hopefully that those attendances can keep going and keep rising. Let's hope some of those newcomers aren't put off by those unsavoury scenes that we saw. Um, it was Wardy, between wasn't it? The, between the fans. I was just about to say, and if anyone would like to put some money into the GoFundMe page for, for Wardy's bail... Um, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll put the link out on on Twitter. He loves the scrap, apparently. So um, yeah, he was banging the forefront. That's a joke, by the way. 
uh, Wardy doesn't own a great tracksuit. Right, let's look <laughs> at the, the goal then. 1-0 up, uh, the Godden penalty. Um, 20 minutes in, we took the lead. Obviously, Matty in the thick of things, as he normally is. No doubts about this one, Andy, I feel. Um, and, and no question marks over over Godden Chanley's in the Tom Daly for this one. Clear penalty, duly dispatched. Yeah, Stonewaller. Um, good body shape, how he went across the defender. I like that. And he clipped him. Uh, 100% penalty, there was no doubt. Yeah, definitely. There was, he's not going to get banned for that, put it that way. And uh, he even said in, after the game, it was in his back of his head, that, oh, shit, I'm not going to be in trouble for doing what I just did. But no, he was completely Stonewaller. Um, and... What I was more impressed with is the way he dispatched it. That Beautiful. was utter confidence. Yeah, you know, it, it ripped the net. The, they ripped the nets off at the back. It yeah, like, I think the steward. Up, yeah, I look at the steward behind because he sort of flinches. <laughs> yeah, he does. He, proper, he did it that hard. The, the nets come up. So brilliant penalty by uh, Godders, and um, good to see him back in the goals. I'm glad you mentioned about his comments after the game because we chatted mm. a bit didn't we about on the last part about whether that situation would influence our own games and, and potentially yeah. Godwin himself I don't think no, that's a particularly good place to be mentally is it if you feel like you know you might, you're now in the forefront of a you know a, a referee's yeah. mind when you when you go over in the box it's always going to be in the back of your head though isn't it if, you know when you've been punished for something it's you know it's always going to go in give him five or six games he'll be fine he'll forget about it it's just the first game back after the, the incident it'd be in his mind but he fell over pretty well didn't he so it didn't, yeah, seem, to be, <laughs> it didn't seem to bother him too much I like how he didn't appeal as well. He just he just stayed yeah. lying down, just like, oh, I'm not getting involved in this again. Not getting involved. Yeah, just stay not. out of it. <laughs> it was almost uh, two in quick succession for for Matty, wasn't it, Ross? The the high press again, causing Derby all sorts of issues, but a wonderful yeah. stop by their keeper. Yeah, yeah, it was a uh, it was a really good save. Uh, it was Matty got on his left foot this time, and it was just he, he hit it well. If he just connected, maybe a bit more sweeter. Uh, I thought I think it'd have gone in, but it was a really good move and. Again, the first half, you know, uh, was fantastic. We we pressed high. We looked energetic. We were in cruise control. We were in control from minute one to minute 45. And it was great to see. And I think everyone just sort of felt like uh, we all just wanted that second goal, you know. Um, felt comfortable, didn't it, at that point? It, it felt comfortable. And it felt, you know, for the majority, vast majority of the game even, you know, even when we took our foot off the gas, it still felt comfortable, you know, in terms of like, oh, we, you know, we've got this sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. I, we, we had the better chances even in, in the second half. But no, this was a great stop. If that had gone in, then I think, you know, it, it could have been one of those where we could then have got a third and, and a fourth later in the game. Um, but unfortunately, it was a good save and, and we only went in half-time 1-0. Was that our first lead at half-time at home this year? No, Which Cardiff 1-0. But we won the up at half-time? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Got yeah. first half, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Time to show up, Ross. Uh, right, second half. A half packed with incidents, shall we say. Uh, the first big talking point is the, the potential penalty of Big Vic. Uh, for me, a blatant one, you know, more blatant than that first half, if, I, if I'm particularly honest. You know, completely taken out of his direction from Bird. Stonewall, Andy, wasn't it? 100%. I don't understand how anyone can say that's not a penalty. He was nowhere near the ball. He just shoved him over. It's just unbelievable, rubbish official. I don't know. I don't think the ref had a good view of it. I think the linesman was halfway up the pitch, so I don't think he even helped with the situation. 
But he hasn't given that for one reason and one reason only, because he gave the first one. Yeah. And, well, there was, and he might have had a question mark in his mind over the first one. Maybe. Yeah. That's the only reason, because that is both both complete penalties. Stonewallers, both. I agree. The, the issue with the replay, though, that we, we, we posted is that's mm. in slow motion. And slow motion make, makes everything look, 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 the impact look less. I was speaking to yeah. a, a, a friend of mine, who, he's a referee, and it, he wasn't, wasn't at the game because um, he was, Ooh, doing, he was refereeing a game. Yeah, well, linesman, actually. Uh, oh, was a lino friend. He's a lino, he's a lino <laughs> friend, yeah. But uh, he said, I sent it to him, I said, oh, look, I've got mates, come on now. You're, you're, well, I'm your third or second, fourth best mate now, Ooh. I think. Um, Fifth now, it's, if, it's going, but, it's going but, down. But I, no, I, I always like for those sort of decisions because obviously in the moment, I, yeah, there's been ones where you can sort of be a bit biased or whatever. And also being a Coventry fan as well, when we're at games, he, you know, he'll say stuff. But I sent it to him and uh, he, he, yeah, he thinks it's a penalty as well. But again, it's one of those you want to see in real time and being behind the goal in real time there, I just thought it was incredibly clumsy from from Shinny. Like he, Bird, Bird, this one. Was it Bird, was it? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. young lad, yeah. But yeah, correct me, uh, Dino. Uh, and then, and then he just he just barged him over, and uh, yeah, it was a penalty. But I, I also don't think Vic the way Vic went down. I think, I think the ref just thought, oh, he's being too theatrical. But I mean, it's, it, yeah. Regardless, it is a penalty. I tell you what was theatrical: the way Bird put his hands in the air. You and you know they're always guilty when they put their hands in the air immediately. Say, oh no, 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 ref, not. Not a foul. I didn't mean it. Didn't mean it. Doesn't yeah. matter if you didn't mean meant it or not, mate. It's a penalty. End of story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously Vic in action there. Question marks over Vic's form over the last three matches. Um, what do you reckon that's down to? You know, is it some personal issues, tired, maybe the opposition working him out? You just can't sustain the form he was on, though. Otherwise, yeah. he'd end up scoring 35 goals this season. So he'd, I just be, he'd already be on 20, wouldn't he? Or like. Yeah. So I, I don't, I don't, I don't think we need to look at it, into it too much. I think Preston, he visibly looked like he was struggling after the challenge from Blackburn. I thought he looked better on Saturday. I actually was surprised we took him off, and I think we lost something when he went off the pitch yeah. uh, massively. So because he's a handful, he run, he, he never stops running. He's strong. He's quick. So, no, the goals will come again uh, for him. Maybe I need to take him out of my uh, championship fantasy team. Uh, just so, you know. Is it a championship fantasy? There is, yeah. Where? Um, Who does that? A gaffer, G A double F. I thought it was yeah. just one thing that you just do on your own, Ross. Well, <laughs> that's, you and yeah. your little Excel spreadsheets sitting yeah. at home. <laughs> yeah, just a, oh dear. Um, but no, uh, yeah, I thought, no, I don't need to, I don't think we need to worry about his form. Um, you know, he hasn't scored the last couple of games, but Tyler Walker's uh, stepped up, Matty Godden stepped up. So we've got goals in our team. The goals will come back for him, um, but he's got a whole week now to just rest, rest that ankle or whatever and, and get sharp. And I think that will, I think this whole week will benefit a lot of our players because the yeah. way we do play, as we saw earlier in the season when we were winning games and winning them well at towards the end of matches, we just looked a little bit leggy in the last couple of games. And I think having that whole week, people like O'Hare just runs himself into the ground. Both the strikers do. That's our play. Hamer in midfield. We just looked leggy. Even Liam Kelly came on. Dino, your favourite player. He came on and I just thought, you know, again, he just even looked a bit tired still. So, yeah, I don't think we need to worry about Vic in the slightest. Fair enough. Uh, Derby sort of got back into it, didn't they? Uh, it seems to happen when sort of teams get away with with something like that. Penalty gives them quite a lift. Kazim Richards obviously was brought into the uh, the action. He had a big chance, which he, he took quite a while, but but hit the post. 
question marks over over fads on on this one, Ross. Um, especially when you know Derby continued with that long ball for about fifteen minutes up to that period. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, usually that's what fads is incredible at. You know, yeah. dealing with those long balls and. I, that was at the opposite end to me. So it was difficult to actually see whether it like sort of came off fads or whether it came off Kazim Richards and I just sort of hit, you know, hit the post and just looking through my fingers, you know, barely struggling to watch. Um, but, uh, but no, having watched that back now, yeah, it was fads needs to be doing better there. And usually he does. Usually he's just, that's his bread and butter. Um, but that, that was a let off. And that was a moment in the game where I think there was a, that was probably the moment where across the stadium, you could sort of feel that, the atmosphere just the had a little, yeah, the tension and go, you know, we, we need a second goal here, you know, yeah. to kill these off, um, which was obviously we very nearly did. But uh, that, that was a let off um, and a warning. Um, and we, we just got away with it that on that occasion. We did get that second goal, like you mentioned. But, you know, the second huge talking point is that is the dis- disallowed goal um, after what was an unbelievable strike from the free kick, wasn't it, from, from Hamer? Uh, glorious strike but poor from the linesman. I've seen numerous angles now and, you know, he looks on onside for me by, by a foot in, in all angles. What's, what's your take on that, Andy? Well, I was always, when I grew up, that you always give the benefit of the doubt to the forward player, um, especially if you haven't got VAR. There's no way he's 100% sure that Gordon's offside. No, right? 100% not. Um, I've looked at numerous angles like yourself and I can't tell the difference. So how can he... Um, what a header, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. You know, that was an absolutely superb finish by God. Come down from not, the moon, didn't it? Yeah, it did. That's not easy to head that in the top bins. You know, that was um, some some header. Te- and also the free kick was unbelievable as well. The technique on that um, was above bit, the level for me. That, that was fantastic. And a bit of Andy Swaz, wasn't it, on that? Complete Swaz on it, yeah. Dipped all over the place. So yeah. it was um, all round. Very good. And how's, how's that offside? Again, that's another decision against us. I don't like, I'm not a big fan of moaning about decisions like you and Dave do. But yeah, I'm not a big fan of it. But on this occasion, I'm joining your boat because it's just completely and utterly getting on my nerves now because that is a goal. The uh, Big Vic penalty is a penalty. It's clear. It's so, so blatant and it's cost us three points. And I know we it's, it's not just us. It's not just no. us it's happening to. It's happening across no. the board in the EFL and it's it's getting a borderline offensive now to every that the EFL are not doing anything about it. Mm. You know, you see, okay, let's talk about the Fulham situation. It obviously wasn't a penalty. Godwin no. gets a ban. What happens to the ref? He gets another game in the championship that week. Bizarre, isn't it? It's not right, is it? They need to look at that because it's not fair. And uh, I'd also be interested to know about what's classed as second phase in this play as well, because surely <clears> if it's taken a hit off the bar, that's now becomes the second phase. Yeah, yeah, but uh, well, like you say, I can't see it. If it if he's offside, it's because he's got great hair. <laughs> He does have phenomenal hair. He does hair. have great hair. He does yeah, he does. And great it's because flicks. of his, his flicks in front of the man. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. it. He's penalised for having... He's been penalised, Dino, for having great hair. Uh, he needs a buzz cut. Yeah. I mean, how can the linesman be looking at the line and where Matty Godden is when he's obviously looking at the incredible technique of Hamer hitting the free kick? I mean, <laughs> This is true. Absolutely. Yeah, 
how can, you can't have eyes on both things. You've got to see when the ball is. I know it's difficult for the linesman, of course, it's to see when the ball has been hit at the same time. But the benefit Just of give the advantage has to come into play. To the it, it was very marginal. I think that's the thing. You look at it yeah. and it ain't clear and obvious. We hear that banded about all the time. It, it was marginal. I had the complete wrong angle of it live, watching it back in the stills. Again, it's so marginal. And you sort of then think, well, if it's marginal, how can he be 100% sure? You know, I guess that's like you were saying, Andy. I, I agree. It was a shame because it was an unbelievable finish. And everyone was going bonkers when he scored. It was just, oh, it's so annoying. Do you know like... what I love? There was a, I don't know if you've seen it on Quest actually, but the, the reverse angle of when the linesman got his, he's got his flag out. There's yeah, a yeah, guy, there's a guy yeah, behind yeah, going yeah. absolutely ballistic at him. Yeah, 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 it's great to see that you know, yeah. just give them shit, basically. Just, <laughs> deserve, yeah, 100% deserve because you cannot be 100% sure that he's offside there, and it's the clear and obvious thing. If VAR was in the championship, I suspect we probably would have would have got the decision our way there. They would have known, obviously, 100% whether it was right or, or wrong. But from everything we've seen, we can see onside, and unfortunately. Derby have got away with one there. Um, and they, they capitalised, didn't they? To make it 1-1. Hyam, we said this word, probably the buzzword of the evening, Hyam. Unfortunately, at fault again. A ridiculous pass in the middle of the park. Probably harder to pick out the Derby man. Uh, but a, a slick move from, from there on in, from, from Derby. The ball eventually ricocheting into Shinny's path and he duly dispatches it. Uh, Ross, uh, you know, just, a pretty poor goal, wasn't it, to concede from our point of view? Yeah, shocking, shocking goal. And the thing is, when you, it all started with that, you know, awful pass. So we spoke about it, the word concentration. He could have knocked it back to Moore, could have knocked it to three other players, uh, but he chose the Derby guy, chose the, sort of the impossible pass. We, we were in cruise control at that point. And despite, you know, we just hit the bar. And actually just prior to that, Tyler Walker had done a great piece of work and we'd had a good attack. And we're thinking, here we go, we're sustaining the attack. We've got the ball in our own half. And he gives it away. And the problem is, you can sort of just feel it. We're going to concede now. And and although there was plenty of opportunities after um, to sort it out, we didn't. Everything just looked. We were just out of position, weren't we? And everyone was just sort of looked flat, running back. We, you know, uh, yeah, we just sort of looked totally disjointed. I mean, the whole goal just stinks because it's like just a, the cross gets uh, deflected out to Shinny. Hyams then in the line of sight of Moore who just can't see it until it's sort of like a foot in front of him. He doesn't hit it particularly well. It's actually straight, basically straight out more just to his left. So the whole thing just stank, really. Uh, I thought it was, it was yeah. just like, it was a real shame. And it was just such an avoidable goal. Um, and again, it was an unforced error. And it, they didn't have to do anything for the goal. It all started from us giving it away. And I guess that is, that's, that's what we've done away from home. And we did it at home. And, and we hadn't prior to that. Uh, I'd be interested to see the amount of enforced errors that have, have caused, you know, goals or or clear chances for for the opposition. It, 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 we don't put it this way. How many times? When do we get gifts like that? Yeah, yeah. We don't even That's get them. something I've said to my dad for years. We never seem to score no. the shit goal. We're not on many teams' Christmas card lists. We don't get gifts. <laughs> You're and, not and, mine at this point, Ross. If I want, it's down at down you, at fifth fifth favorite friend. Yeah, right, well, you, you were you were top actually. Um, oh mine. damn! Um, but uh, no, it is it it drives me insane because I just think we don't get easy goals. We score really good goals. We have to work really hard for them, and we're in control at this point. And I feel like just the manner of that goal is what then led to a flat nature around the ground. 
It wasn't like, because normally we concede and everyone's sort of, you know, Sky Blue Army singing. And if they'd pop one from 25 yards and score, you go, okay, let's go again. But that just seemed, you could sort of see across our team. It was like, oh, we've just, we, we've gave, we've gifted them back in the game. And then Derby went, okay, come on, let's try and win this. Very frustrating, really poor goal. Um, and yeah, I don't, I don't want to moan too much about, uh, about Hyam, uh, but it was, it was a poor pass. He'll know it. But we need to cut those mistakes out if we want to, you know, continue to stay where we are in the league. 100%. Um, and we, we, we did have that one opportunity at the end, didn't we, Andy? Matson had the chance to send the City faithful into ecstasy. Couldn't keep that shot down, though, could he? No, didn't have enough swaz on it, did he, Dino? <laughs> That's a couple of a couple of opportunities he's had from that sort of position mm. with the ball coming onto, onto, onto his he left foot. He had one against Forrest, remember? First game yeah. of the season that he skied over and... A little bit unfortunate. You need to get his head over the ball. Again, his performance, he hasn't been at the level as he has started with uh, the, the last couple of games since he's been back for me. Um, but no, um, just some some of the second half up really, didn't it, Dino? Kind of just skied into the, the Sky Blue Army behind the goal and, and everyone went home a little bit disappointed. Yeah, it kind of summed the second half performance up. And yeah, shame, because if he got his head over the ball, he would have had a good chance of scoring. Absolutely, a real flat end to the match. Obviously, finishing in a 1-1 stalemate. Let's look at the, the man of the matches then, chaps. Let's start with you, Ross. Um, man of the match, I'll give it to... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um... Sky Blue Army. No, you can't be. You can't be <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, try, I'm, I'm joking. The, the, lad, the lad in the grey tracksuit. <laughs> yeah. Wardy. Uh, Wardy's no. mate. <laughs> I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll give it to. Um, I'll, I'll give it to Matty Gordon because I, I think yeah. he. I think he worked very hard. Yeah. From Andy. Uh, Gordon for me because just like he was the main threat, worked really hard, got the penalty, dispatched it really well. And lucky not to score that goal, which was ruled out. Had a couple of opportunities as well, first half that could have doubled his tally. Um, I used my man of the match. Also, I'd say um, I thought Clark Salter was decent as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, are you, just a kind of a talking point. Are, are you concerned about this sort of current dip in form since no. that international break? Two points for a possible nine winning positions for, in two of those games against pretty poor teams? Um, not concerned about that because, like I said earlier in the pod, that that happens in this league. It's relentless. You can't keep that level that we have been, not with the squad we've got. What concerns me more is our away fall. Mm. Um, that's what concerns me more. We need to remedy remedy that quickly because um, that's not a problem just from this season. That's a problem from last season that hasn't been sorted. So that concerns me more. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. On Saturday, the Sky Roos head back up to North again for our third away game in four to face one of the newly promoted sides in Tall. Tall. Uh, they, that's a poor Yorkshire accent. I'm really sorry about that. Um, they currently sit in the relegation zone, 22nd place. Only one win in their last 13 games. Dismal run of form for Hull. Uh, they look a poor side, Andy. Let's be honest. This is the perfect game for them, isn't it? To come up against a Coventry team who are equally as bad away from home, but also a huge chance now to put away those uh, put those away day blues to bed, shall we say? Yeah, hundred um, percent. 
these are these these are a poor side. I've got a friend who's a Hull fan, and um, oh, poor you. Yeah, I know. And um, he get, he's a season ticket holder, and he says that we'll beat them comfortably. He he already wants McCann gone. So uh, really? already, he, yeah, he said he wants him out. He said that he, he's not good enough. Um, you know, their squad is. You know, they're relying on that McGuinness to score them goals, and he's not particularly a, a brilliant striker. They've got Tom Eaves, who's, who's a bit of a, a bit of a donkey as well. So, you know, I think, um, like you say, their last win was against Middlesbrough, and my goodness, if you just look at the uh, the losses, they've had the last eight or seven games, they've lost six. So, yeah. we've got to go there and get three points. No, 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 no question about it, Dino. We need to go there and roll these. Well, Peterborough went there the other week and, and came out two yeah, winners. They did, yeah. Wow. So, you know, mm-hmm. if, if you know, we know how the championship works, it probably means Hull are going to beat us 3 0 if we beat Peterborough the same. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's just, just the way it sort of works. Um, you mentioned about them, them being a poor side. They're a team who don't tend to score a lot of goals either. You mentioned no. a couple of their forward players, just nine. Uh, of nine goals so far in their 14 championship games compared to our 20. And they also a team that seem to concede a lot from the wings and, and also aerially. So that's kind of kind of two areas we, we need to target Ross, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, they scored nine goals. Four of those were on the opening day of the season. Um, so oh, they yeah, scored five in their last 13 games. I mean, so look, we, we, we need to be on it. And yeah, they're, they're, they're poor defensively. They're, they're a league one side. But the way I look at it is it, take away where we are in the league, take away all of that. This is a game that this time last season, we went to Wickham, you know, relegation, because we haven't got to the points of being safe yet. Do you know what I mean? So the way I look at it is we went to Rotherham, we won, went to Wickham and we won. We need to go to Hull and we need to win. You know, it's as simple as that. Um, so the, it, as you say, from the wings, they're weak. So the wingbacks, I expect Dabo and Matson to be really high up again, getting balls in the box. I mean, we spoke about, funnily enough, going to the box formation. I, I think I think we'll go two up top again. Um, because, courses because, for courses, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think I, I just want us to have energy. I think this week should do us good. But I want to see, I want to see us go there and be like, and be and be have that sort of confidence, you know, that self belief yeah. of a team fourth in the league and go, yeah, we're we're going to beat you, and we're, we're going to take home three points. As simple as that. No, you know, you know, no trick or treating. Just get there, get the job done, and get out of there with you know three points. We last went to the KC in twenty twelve. Uh, Cody McDonald we was that right? I was, oh, Ross, I was going to ask the question. Can you remember who scored? But yeah, you're right. Uh, Memory lane piece coming up. Everyone, check it out this week. Where, where can where can uh, people people view that one? <laughs> uh, well, you, you know, on the Skyview's Extra channel. You oh, of course tweet, you can. You tweet it out, you retweet it. Yeah, but that's probably the one I'm going to have to go for. Or, or Dennis Wise overhead kick. Actually, I might go I was just about to mention yes, the Dennis I might Wise go overhead kick because that that's one. one of my biggest memories of of, of, of trips to, to the KC. Mm, when, yeah, was, sh- was that in like 20, 2008 or maybe? Or? 2006, no, five, 2005, 2006 season he signed in that second half and scored, what was it, six goals in 12 games or something ridiculous? It's like having our own Jim Brown on the pod, isn't it? It is. Here we yeah. are. No, I think I'll go for that one, actually. I think I overhead kick from Dennis Wise beat to Cody McDonald in the relegation season. So Stern John also scored in that game. Yes. Back fans. That was good, the good old days of teletext. Um, when I used to go on the TV and I saw it was Wise, you know, on the... 
the sort of pixelated sort of screen. I also think we had an amazing front three for that game. I'm just trying. Was it was it, was that the Stern John and Adabola? McSheffrey Terror, terrorizing, terrorizing forward yeah. their defensive lines across the championship. Absolute pace there, wasn't there? Pure pace in that in that forward line. Um, Andy, we've talked about sort of trying to find that formula. Ross mentioned the box could be played two up top. How do you expect we approach it? I think I agree with Ross. I think he's going to play two up top. I don't think he's going to go back to the, the Allen box at the minute. Um, I expect <laughs> what I want is I want, I think Rose should come in like we've agreed. I think that that would be a good decision. Um, it's a very tough one with Liam Kelly, isn't it? Um, yeah. What are you going to do there? It depends on, because obviously he came back and he was brilliant against Blackburn and then poor against Preston. Um, and then obviously he came on yesterday and didn't really affect the game much. Um, so it's an interesting what's going to happen in the centre midfield as well. So, you know, is he going to go with the, uh, I presume Hamer will start, then whoever starts with him would be of a, we've got a mix of three, haven't you? You could go with Alan, uh, Kelly and uh, and Sheaf. I think, I think Kelly will come in away from home just because he gives us a little bit more experience away from home. Um, but I expect him to rejig the bat line a little bit, hopefully. But I expect up front uh, the forward line to be the same, really. I think it will be Godden and, and Big Vin. Yeah, and I think it's important to note also, Dino, that we've got a week's rest, which will yeah, help. Yeah, huge, I yeah. think it's huge because I think recently, I think it's just we've had a few players coming back from injury and um, I think it's took its toll a little bit on them. And I think it's shown in matches. So I think a good week's training, a bit of rest. Uh, will do them the world of good, and they can really attack this game on Saturday. And a few evenings in the in the jacuzzi down oh, yeah. there. Oh yeah, get the spa on jacuzzi, have a bit of a rub. Yeah, why not? Oh, you sound you sound way more excited than <laughs> than they probably. Are. <laughs> I bet they're not. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get some predictions then, uh, Andy. Let's start with start with you before you. Uh, yeah, two nil, two nil, buddy. Two nil. Well. Away win, hopefully. Yeah, 2-0 yeah, to Scott Blues, mate. <laughs> okay, uh, Ross? Um, Hull City 1, Coventry City 2. Oh, I love that. Yeah, we'll take that for the Tweet League as well, Ross, because, you know, you've been a bit AWOL for a few weeks, so it'd be nice to, to have you. I th- we're still we're still lingering down in the Tweet League. It hasn't been a great week for the, for the Sky Blues. It hasn't been a great week for me, but all... I'm still top, which is oh, remarkable at this. No. You not mentioned that before, do you? No, no, no. I haven't mentioned it. That'll be the last time you hear of it until next Sunday. I think that's a nice, <laughs> nice way to, to sort of wrap things up for this week. Um, thank you very much, as always, for your input, chaps, and enjoy the trip to Hull. Uh, as always, a big thank you to our sponsor, Shortland Horn, as well, for their continued support. Don't forget to get your predictions in for the Tweet League when predictions open this week. We'll be back next week. But in the meantime, please stick across our social media channels. And if you want to get involved with the conversation, just use the hashtag SkyBluesExtra. Thanks for listening to the Sky Blues Extra podcast. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. 
Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.